1: everybody, to Nightlight. Thank you for spending your evening with us. We really appreciate it. And if you get a chance, you can always check check out our YouTube channel. And um, if you like what you're listening to, please subscribe to it so we can let you know whenever another show happens and and is as good as the one you're going to hear tonight. We want to thank Ken Hawk for his intro. You can find him at nativestorytellers.com. And it is an amazing way of following history. The first families are, are the, the purveyors of wisdom from generations that were not written down. And to be honest with you, their history is far more accurate than the history that we're teaching in schools. So check it out. Mark has an amazing guest with him tonight. I'm really very excited because she's talking about a lot of topics that are very near and dear to my heart. So let's get started, Mark. How are you doing tonight?
2: I'm fine. How are you? Doing well. Good. Yeah. Um, let's see. Um, let me give the listeners a little update from last week. Uh, you may have already heard on... The Conspiracy Unlimited show that was archived yesterday. But, um, you know, Richard and I had a clandestine radio host meeting at the summit of the Grave Creek Mound on Thursday. And this show corroborates that that event happened, but we can't divulge the details yet.
0: <laughs> uh,
2: and, and I have to thank. Uh, Major League Baseball and uh, Pittsburgh Pirates organization, uh, specifically Mr. Nutting and Robin, for the scoreboard message for Zach and North. I uh, hope you uh, return to the Ohio Valley soon. Uh, what pleasant and inquisitive young men. Okay, time for the awkward segue from my rant to our guest's intro. Uh, If you remember late last summer, uh, Barbara had a show with a uh, lecturer from the Global Pyramid Conference. Uh, And I think the previous year, she also was uh, promoting that conference with another guest. Uh, And, Anyhow, um, our guest uh, tonight also uh, was a presenter at that conference. Uh, Perry was going to be my guest on another network at the same time, but that show had to be delayed because uh, let's say I suddenly found myself between networks, but their idea worked out better for me anyways. Uh, Anyhow, uh, Perry – stuck with me and wanted to discuss another conference where she will be speaking as well as producing. Uh, This one is the Cosmic Retreat Conference. Uh, Our guest is the insightful and lovely Perry Petrie. Her website is uh, perrypetrie.com, and that is where you can get more information, Info on the conference. Hi, Perry. Hey. How are you?
3: Hey, Mark. Hi, I'm I'm great.
2: How are you? Oh, I'm 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 fine. I'm just uh, really glad you're here with us tonight. Uh, I think we have a lot of fascinating things to discuss. Yes. And,
1: and yes.
2: So. Uh, uh, yeah let's yeah just um give- give the audience a little bit of uh you know, teaser information about the cosmic retreat uh conference uh you know when when and where uh, is it being held um and as we go throughout the night i think. Yeah, you know, audience would get a lot of information about uh, h- how intriguing the conference is going to be. But yeah, uh, you know, what are the dates for for your conference?
3: Sure. Um, first of all, I want to say it's a pleasure being here, and thank you for this opportunity, um, Barbara and Mark. Um, and uh, I was listening to that intro. Oh my gosh, that's so awesome! And, um, you know, it says everything between UFOs to unicorns. We're going to have it here. And that's exactly what Cosmic Reset is. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I really love that uh, because I totally resonate with that. And that's uh, how my life has been, like everything under the sun, everything between uh, what it says. Um, so it's, um, it's really awesome that um, um, it's, it's, it's very aligning. So, anyways, uh, yeah, the Cosmic Reset Retreat. Um, so, this is our first pyramid spiritual retreat. And I will talk about why it's a pyramid spiritual retreat uh, through the night um, happening in Madison, Virginia um, in, on August, uh, starting on August 2nd to 4th. Uh, Friday is a weekend of retreat. Um, and it's held in the Seven Oaks Retreat. It's a beautiful retreat center uh, in the foothills of Shenandoah Mountains. Because I, I wanted to have mountains, and I live in Maryland, so Virginia was kind of closest. So we are we are hosting it there. Um, so yeah, I'm very excited about that.
2: Okay, so that's uh, in the general vicinity between. Culpeper and Charlottesville.
3: Yes, exactly.
2: Okay. So it, it um it, it there are highways and you know, major roads to get there.
3: Yes, um so we are asking our speakers or suggesting our um, uh uh audience to come uh participants to come to charlottesville because that's like half an hour away from the retreat uh but even if you get to iad the Talos airport it's pretty close by it's like an hour drive oh, okay. um yeah maybe less maybe 45 minutes but yeah that and that's probably uh the two major airports close closer to this
2: retreat yeah um yeah just it seems like they're just easy access from cities, the airport, Um and you know the, uh, the the. Is there lodging at the conference center?
3: Yes. Um, so the retreat includes um, the the uh, the the investment includes lodging, stay, food, um, organic food. Uh, we are having. <clears throat> excuse me uh vegetarian food, vegetarian vegan food for this conference. Um <clears throat> so everything is organic, homegrown and and you know, non GMO and it was pretty important for me to have uh, high vibe food. Um so food, stay and event, everything is included. So it's pretty yeah, you know they don't all they have to take care of is the transportation.
2: Okay. Good and uh, you know, Perry, Perry, you have a fascinating family background and enviable heritage uh, you started off early in life just being what's a word uh aware conscious it just really motivated to um <laughs> be be able to make a difference in people's lives. Uh can, can you tell us a little bit about yeah, yes. your, your 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 background?
3: Sure, sure Mark. Um so yeah, I was born in India um and uh, I was born in a very humble family of, uh audi- you know, very ordinary family, nothing special about it uh but yet my father was uh, not very <laughs> not the normal father he was uh, awakened um in the year 1979 and uh, he started he somebody one of his friends taught him a, a meditation and he started learning more about it and and through meditation he had a a very um, deep experience and since then he started reading more about um the spiritual science. Back then, there were not many books, no, no internet. So he would uh-huh. just uh, find books on the road, you know, the secondhand books on streets, and he would start reading books. And that's all he did. Uh, in, in fact, that's all he, that's, uh, he must have read thousands and thousands of books on spiritual science. And since then, he realized that his purpose in life was to teach meditation, um, and uh, one fine day, he quit his job, and uh, he said he's going to teach meditation to the whole planet, and of course, everybody thought he was crazy um, back then, and um, and then he said, uh, and also, he read uh, a book called um, The Power of Pyramid Power, uh, Energy by Bill Shull and Ed Petit, um, it's a very old book, and he read that, and he was inspired, and he was amazed by the power of pyramids, and uh, and that's when he had this idea of building pyramids uh, solely for meditation. So, he started uh, this organization called Pyramid Spiritual Societies Movement um, back in 1990s, um, 1990, actually, and the first pyramid was built, which was solely for meditation. So, that was that's how I grew up um, in in spiritual science. Like the 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 topics that everyday topics in my house were talking about past lives, talking about astral traveling, Kundalini chakra. So the, these were the uh, you know the everyday discussions over dinner table or you know uh, uh, with friends. So I, that was my normal life, and that's how I grew up uh, all
2: all my through my childhood. Okay. Harry, uh, you just mentioned spiritual science. Uh, that's mm-hmm. an interesting way to look at things. I, I, I just like your, your the new perceptions that uh, sounds like you know, your your dad instilled in you, and
0: uh, and.
2: By a lot of standards, uh, you know, spiritual science are, is an oxymoron. But uh, you are taking umbrage uh, with with that term. But yeah, you know, what is it about the science, the design of the pyramid that is so closely related to meditation?
3: Um, So is the question uh, with regards to the pyramid and meditation, how they're connected?
2: Yeah. And and the design of like, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of like the science of engineering of the design. Mm -hmm.
0: Like
2: uh, what, uh, what's the purpose of the pyramid?
0: um
3: sure um that's a uh that's a very big topic but i'll i'll try to uh, you know attempt it so the pyramids that i'm talking about are uh, have the dimensions which are, are which are similar to giza pyramid so fifty two degree angle oh, um, oh, cool. um so it's ex- yeah it's it's the exact dimensions of a giza pyramid um and that's the one that uh, that we built the first one was built in 1990 and now there are about 20,000 pyramids uh, across the world that has been built by this organization um <clears throat> so the dimensions as we all know uh, there is um there is so much um, research so much um, uh, you know evidence uh, about how this mysterious um uh, uh, geometry has uh, over effects over biological uh, atomic and the molecular uh, uh, level uh, of physical matter and also the vibration of it so this is something that i teach uh, in my classes as how uh, this particular um, shape its the shape power is the so the effects of what the pyramid has shown on um, increasing the vibration when i say increasing the vibration that means i'm talking about the uh, emotional uh, parts of it for example love compassion forgiveness are higher vibrations what we have seen is uh, we have actually built pyramids in, in in prisons back in india and we have seen that uh, the inmates actually come out uh, earlier than they uh, you know they were supposed to because they were meditating inside a pyramid and they would come out and teach meditation. They became more, um, uh, you know, kinder, more um, calmer, if I may. So what that means is that the vibration, the emotions are shifting. The, 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 the uh, volatile emotions like anger, frustration, all these are getting transmuted uh, into this positive higher vibration. So it's raising our vibration. So that's a very, very big uh, effect by itself. So it's not just uh, happening at a physical level. In a physical level, there are many, um, many, many uh, experiments done. For example, the, one of the very popular experiment was uh, done by Dr. Darbal um, back in uh, in 70s uh, from Czechoslovakia, uh, where he was... Uh, he was uh, looking, he was working with razors. Razor is one of the very popular experiment done where you put a um, razor that has been used inside a pyramid and you see that it comes out uh, within few days, uh, I think 24 to 48 hours, it comes out sharp and you can use it. So this was a, one of the experiments fact my father repeated as well. And not just that, just putting vegetables, putting fruits, uh, inside it, and uh, it it stays fresh longer than the ones that are outside. So all these, so it it has some effects on the physical. That's what people started seeing, but it it also has effects from an emotional standpoint. Um, and and uh, I can you know so that and from a meditation. So this book that I talked about, uh, the Priya. Power of Pyramids by Bill Bill Chul and Ed, Ed Ed Petit. This
1: book Priya, talks gotta, about. Uh, yeah. I got a question. Yep. <laughs> yes, okay. I'm sorry to inter- sorry to interrupt you, but doesn't that pyramid with that degrees doesn't in in sitting in that that environment, doesn't it put the brain into an alpha theta state so that you are more easily able to get into your spiritual aspects?
3: Yes, exactly yes, that's yep, that's, uh, that's absolutely right we go into the theta wavelength, alpha theta wavelength, because, and it resonates with uh, Earth's frequency, which is seven you know, 7.3. Um, uh-huh. And that's where we have more, uh, our brain in, is in a more receptive state um, um, in, for any kind of programming or even going into a meditative state because meditation itself is going into a theta wavelength. That's how uh-huh. the healing of physical and emotional body happens. Um, and when you sit in a pyramid, um, it, 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 it is much faster. So um, that's why building a pyramid for meditation, because now people are always complaining. Every day I see people, oh, I can not meditate. I'm stressed out. And, you know, I, it just doesn't happen. I can not just control my mind. I ask them. I, we actually have uh, pyramid hats where you just put it on your head. And um, we ask, we give them those hats and we ask them to meditate uh with those hats on and we see considerable difference in the in the way that they get into that meditative state faster um so that it acts as a tool uh to amplify to get the results faster
2: interesting and you know Perry he, he just brought up um it, you know, in modern settings, like the prisons, um,
0: mm-hmm.
2: you, you know there are uh, changes being uh, brought in the um, prisoners' uh, behaviors. Uh, but the, you know when you know you you, know, you were growing up. You, yeah, you know, uh, yeah. You, you were able to uh, visit, see. It, it was uh, the ancient Indian pyramids were just you know around you. you, you know, what did the the people of ancient India uh, realize? about these pyramids uh, it, it, it's it, it's just really interesting is there you know an aspect of the archaeoacoustics that uh, people talk about at stonehenge uh, there just seems to be some kind of worldwide understanding of these uh like sacred geometry type forms, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. starting uh, very early. Uh, you, know, what, you know, a lot of this, uh, you know, these principles may have started in I- India. Can, can you tell us like a, a little bit about going to the pyramids of India? I, I've never been there. I'm sure a lot of the listeners haven't. I you know, just like to have an expert who. To tell us uh, about the you know, these exotic locations.
3: Um, when you say pyramids of India, the ancients, you mean the temples that were built oh, yes. in ancient. Okay. Um, yes, it's very interesting that uh, we see these ancient temples that are built, especially in South India and in in the you know mid 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 part of India, which are um, the the top of the the temple is in the shape of a pyramid. Um, And uh, now, in fact, uh, I, I actually uh, work with one of the spiritual teacher who wrote the book called the DNA of the spirit of the spirit, uh, Mm -hmm. Mr. Ray Ray Chandran. Um, He actually talks about how these pyramids are uh, portals for different frequencies. I mean, uh, the temples in India are, are portals for different frequencies. They activate a certain frequency when you go there and you, you get initiated. Um, you know, this brings up a whole different topic uh, because this is this is a very uh, interesting and also a very uh, deep uh, subject. Because when we talk about it, it's the way the worshiping is done the way the you know the praise is done in the modern age is completely different from how it was done in the ancient times it's more of understanding that we come from the source and we are one we are the source um when i actually pray um um uh, i'm sorry i'm just di- i'm just diverging a little but i you know it will connect uh, in a bit but it's better it's made in the
0: most um, um,
3: um So what it does is is actually uh, we are preying to our own self, which is of a higher vibration, because we are multidimensional beings. Um, So at the end, everything is one. We are all one. Um, So we are all, but it's it's a a fractalized part of the source that we are seeing in this uh, physical 3D matrix. So these um, shapes, this sacred geometry has, Uh, a very specific frequency encoded within them and 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 also it's the is the is the location that it has been built because that has its own frequency as well like for example the Giza pyramid is built right in the middle of the ley lines um, Mm -hmm. which is pretty interesting um so these uh these ancient pyramids that were built are for a very
1: very specific Um, I think she's not here any longer. Uh, <clears throat> okay. So, oh.
2: What so happened there? He,
1: I don't know. She just went away. Uh, but let's let's wait for her to call back in because I'm pretty sure she will. She's talking about a really fascinating subject, and, and I think yeah. a lot of people don't understand the purpose to the pyramids. Um, uh, the pyramids, as we know them on the Giza Plateau, they never had mummies in them. They were not meant to be tombs. They were meant to be utilized for um, lots of different purposes. One of which was um, an initiation. I, I'm, I'm sure there are lots of others, but I know the initiation one has been proven that that the the structure of the pyramid, the way that it that it is put together, the um, the the resonance that you get from that fifty three degree angle is really phenomenal. And uh when when we had um Marcel Vogel's students on uh, one of the things they were talking about with the crystals that he developed in order to meditate better, they were crystals that were that were carved carved um, um Barbara, uh, that were can carved. Yes. Yeah. Okay. are you back? Yeah, I, I was yeah, I they, was talking about the the Marcel Vogel crystals that are that have been carved on a 53 degree angle that are used for meditation as well. But yes, you go, yes,
0: I, yeah.
2: I think uh, NSA thought you were giving out too much good information and they just <laughs> un- un- unplugged us for a minute. I, okay, so you're. You're back. You're talking about the ley lines and
3: yes, on, on um, the
2: Giza plateau,
3: right? Um, yes, I I don't know what happened. Yeah, I'm back. So yes, so <laughs> so the yeah the pyramid is interestingly uh, the Giza fall right in the middle of ley lines, and what um, what we see right now is this ancient pyramid, ancient temples. Not just you know it, it's all over the Middle East. Uh, everywhere the, the you know the the it's either the cone shaped or or um, um, a four a four corner a four sided uh pyramid that temp you know in on the temples that it has and also we see in meso uh, america and everywhere right now australian ab- aborigines um and uh, it's pretty fascinating that that why we see this shape? Why not a dodecahedron? Why not a icosahedron? And this is one of the subjects. People spend their lifetimes learning about this. And um, and I was reading recently, uh, you know, I was trying to research more about this. Uh, going back to the story on the background, I when I was growing up, I really didn't care much about knowing the history or knowing why. I just accepted it as it is. Um, and uh, now after, uh, you know, there was a period of time in my life where I was completely disconnected from my spiritual self. And um, and that's a long story, I guess. But, um, but once I started, I had an awakening um, and I started um, uh, connecting back to my spiritual self, to my roots. That's when I started researching more about Quantum physics about these pyramids. Why pyramids are so powerful? Why my father was so um, into pyramids? I I never understood back then. So now I really do understand because as I'm studying about the Giza pyramids, the Russian pyramids, which are also incredible, mm-hmm. um, and uh, and we see now everywhere. Now the latest one, which just showed up, in, is in Bosnia, which is actually the twice the size of the Giza pyramid. Um, And uh, it's fascinating, like, uh, and as uh, Patrick Flanagan, he's one of the researchers uh, in pyramids. Um, He wrote many books in 1970s. He talks about, uh, you know, he starts experimenting with the pyramids, connecting to voltages and seeing how it affects um, uh, physical matter, physical, uh, you know, uh, different atomic structures from a molecular level, and he starts experimenting. And he does that with the pyramid shape, but with many other shapes. But what the, the results that he sees um, with the with this shape power is uh, is something that he could not replicate with any other shape. So that kind of concludes that this shape has something within it, some kind of um, um, technology, if I may. Uh, and that's when I that's why I say spiritual science because it's a technology that is so advanced. Um, again, which is given to us uh, what, you know, I, I believe and most of the researchers believe that it has been given by the ancient um, builders, which are from different dimensions, higher dimensions, uh, this technology uh, to really, uh, for for advanced uh, spiritual practices.
2: And, and you just mentioned um the, the Bosnian Pyramid. That's you know, Doctor Sam's one of Barbara's favorite uh, guests, and uh, w- yeah. w- uh, there was, yeah, <laughs> and, uh, and uh, uh, Valerie, uh, I forget his last name. Uh, he he, sp- he he spoke at the Global Pyramid Conference last year, and he he's he was covering the uh R- russian uh pyramids i uh, i wasn't aware of that uh, or you what know, w- w- what's going on in uh russia
3: yeah russia oh this again i had no idea about russian pyramids and uh, which uh, when i started I... Learn, learning about that uh, it was pretty fascinating um so uh, in Russia, this guy Alexander Golod, Doctor Alexander Golod, has started. Uh, he started researching, um, and then he's a Ukrainian defense contractor who started building pyramids in 1990s. Uh, that's interesting, that because that's the in fact 1990 was the year when the first pyramid came up in India. So that's um, I don't believe in coincidences, <laughs> but uh, that's interesting to um, you know uh, see and. And he built 20 pyramids in eight different locations in Russia and Ukraine. And all those pyramids were comprised of PVC pipe, pipe framework and were covered by fiberglass sheets. Um, that's because they didn't want to use any metals because when they use the metals, uh, it actually deformed the physical. So they saw pretty um, pretty uh, different results. When they use metal, so what they decided was they need they remove all the metal and they just use PVC pipe. In fact, um, talking about this PVC pipe uh, framework, there's one of there's only one um, person who actually make those uh, PVC pipes in US. Uh, his name is Charles It's He's from OnlyPVCPyramids.com, and he's actually coming to our retreat to talk about this Russian pyramids. Um, hmm. So yeah so these were built uh with the phi ratio and that's, again another interesting topic uh which Charles, Charles will talk about in our retreat um um it's so it's steeper than a you know a Giza pyramid the the angles are steeper and um and uh, he, it, you know it, it they really spend like over a million to build this um so the the biggest one is like one forty-four foot uh, tall, um, and I believe it's uh, if I'm if I'm right, uh, it's about seventy-two degrees angles. So as uh, when compared to Giza, it's fifty-three.
2: Very uh, steep, it, right? It, yeah, and yeah, you get, um, you get the Russian pyramids or, uh yeah you know, been. Uh, built with a uh p v c pipe uh you know uh, uh you know we know the e- egyptian ones were built with uh stone uh mm-hmm. as like there you know there's stone in uh, in a, at least the passageway of the uh bosnian pyramid but you know these um pyramids are ha you know, had been built throughout the ages with different materials and it, you know your you know, your friend Charlie's talked uh, you know spoken with you on your YouTube channel about the mm-hmm. uh use of PVC pipe so it you know uh, people can do this inexpensively in their own homes or uh out in the backyard. Does the type of material really make any difference?
3: Um, That's a great question. And this is one of the most common questions we get asked. Um, So yes, the Giza pyramids were made of uh, granite and limestone Um, and, um, and, yeah, you can actually, for the first question that you ask, can people make it in their backyard? Absolutely. Um, the only thing, the only important thing to consider is to have those angles right. That's the most important thing. And uh, you can make out of cardboard, out of wood, out of glass, or any, any material you can get, too um um we we actually have a cardboard uh, pyramid that we actually, we give away uh, in our meditation classes so we give that to anyone who comes in to experience the power so so again this is about the shape power um more than the physical uh, material but as you get more sensitive about understanding the difference in the frequencies in in in, 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 uh, in sensing of the energies, people start choosing the materials. Like for example, many people have told us that copper, um, they could actually feel a different uh, a different kind of energy when you sit when you sit in there. So it really depends on. And when you work with plastic, like people who are um, very sensitive, they they just don't like plastic. They don't want to work with plastic. Um, But if somebody who's just new to this geometry, who's just new to sensing these energies, may not find any difference uh, when they wear a a plastic uh, pyramid or sit under a plastic pyramid. So it really depends on how in tune you are uh, with these frequencies. Um, And uh, like for me, when I sat under the PVC pyramid, I could immediately see... Um, it was very energizing for me i could I could just feel um, the difference uh, uh, you know of energies the, the it, it was pretty high vibration and One of my friends, who is an energy healer, in fact, she came in and she was trying out the pyramid and she saw that she could actually feel sense the blocks that she had. She was having a uh, pain in her neck for for days and then uh, she saw what it is and how what you know where it, what is the root of it so for energy healers or practitioners it can be very um it can be a great tool to really work with so you can see the blocks, you can see the energy moving because it's high vibration so you 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 know you sense it much faster um so so the so going back to the material part of it it really depends on um on you <laughs> Um, I know that's you know that's not an answer that people uh like but it's really it's it's about how you resonate with with the material and how you resonate with those frequencies
2: yeah you know, i i just it's your answer is interesting uh because we have sam- samples from around the world with different types of stones uh you know, like uh you know, uh, you know the like so with the Bosnian pyramid you have a, a mix mixture of stone and you know, earth on top of mm-hmm. whatever's under you know the pyramid. Uh i it, it, it's I I just find it to uh to be know, one of those things is you know, yeah. uh, it, uh it, it, it's just fascinating to uh speculate about purpose of using certain materials and uh I, I you, know, you know Barbara cor- correct me if I'm wrong I think it was two years ago you had uh Bill Brown as a guest and I I, I think he was covering uh uh you know his engineering uh,
1: yeah he, he practices was. He, um... with a
2: variety yeah a variety of material yeah. uh, mediums
1: yeah he was he was designing pyramids for personal use, and actually he and I did a project um, where we did uh remote viewing, and he would give us mm-hmm. the coordinates that we would go there as remote viewers, and we would give him you know the, the information that we got from doing the remote viewing. It was a very interesting experiment that we did.
3: Yeah, that sounds pretty uh interesting. So, uh what were the results? Did were you able to um, see
1: Yeah, we had about sixty or seventy people and I did a lead meditation um on the computer and took everybody to these um coordinates that he had given us and um led people through um going beneath the sand and seeing what was buried and um, for the most part, uh, th- the places that we went, we didn't get anything about you know being buried there or anything like that. What we got was the fact that a lot of them were used for communication for um, otherworldly people, and that there are that there were we dis we discovered through the meditations that that underneath the Giza Plateau there there were um many um tunnels that that led in many different mm-hmm. directions and all of it apparently um had something to do with um other dimensions and other realities so it was mm-hmm. it was a very it was a very exciting thing that we did and and then he got very very busy so um we kind of stopped it but i have full intentions of getting back to doing the meditations and putting them They're online, actually. If you go to my website, um, there's a remote viewing um, thing there, and you can listen to the meditations, and you can see the material that we gave out ahead of time to know where we were going, and you can experience it, too. It was a very exciting thing that we did, and I keep saying we've got to get back to it because it sounds like such a wonderful thing to... um, To do and and, you know Everything gets busy after after a while And you kind of have to cut some stuff out But we did about 13 or 14 And we went into pyramids First on this planet We did Monk's Mound We did um, the Bosnian uh, Pyramid of course Um, We did Giza Plateau Mm -hmm. We did the First Emperor's Pyramid Um, In China We did the Pyramid on the Moon we did the pyramids that are in the Antarctic. And um, mm-hmm. so it was, we, we hit pyramids all over the place. And uh, almost always there was, there was an extra, I, I don't want to say extraterrestrial, but there was an otherworldly feel. It was as though we were going outside right. of this mm-hmm. dimension into other dimensions. I'm not talking, you know, little mm-hmm. green men in spaceships, I'm talking other dimensions, mm-hmm. other cultures. And it was really a profound experience for all of us, and I think more profound than most because in order to do the meditation, I had to take everybody out of body. So they were were going out of body into the astral and then journeying someplace else. So it didn't surprise me that it was very unusual stuff that they were getting because, you know, they were not they were linked to their physical body, but they were in an astral body, which is a a clear, clearer conduit of the intuitive um, nature of of Mm -hmm. us. So it was very exciting.
3: That's wonderful. Absolutely. And, and that sounds so the experiments that you're talking about sound so similar that we uh, used to do back in India. It's just interesting to see how, you know, we are all uh, doing it, but it's, um it's amazing, yeah, just uh uh traveling that's that's what we used to call. It. we didn't know the word remote viewing at that point um but um <laughs> <laughs> um you know uh, going into different places, looking into that that's one of the experiments that we all used to do as children um and uh and Go into these different worlds and dimensions and talk to those people. It's very interesting and fascinating to do that um and these pyramids are actually as you mentioned they actually open up into these other dimensions and frequencies which um which are uh, you know it's it's people experience different things based on what um you know frequency they are in and what what levels they can activate uh, i guess um, yeah. No. So it, yeah. I said, wow. No, what, that's
1: pretty amazing. What was the most fun about it was we had people from New Zealand and Australia and Great Britain and the United States and Canada. We had people from all over the world that were doing these. And what I what I have found is that I put the meditation. You know, they were they weren't long. We did half hour meditations. And um, mm-hmm. what I have found is that people are still, um, and the meditation is. Is right. It's on the blog, so you can click on the meditation and go through the meditation, and then leave your impressions. And this is over two years ago, so that people are still doing it, which is really kind of wow. amazing. So I am mm-hmm. going to pick it up. There are places that I haven't gone yet, and um, so I, I, I'm just, um, I will, I will continue to do that as soon as my life calms down because. It was one of the most fascinating things that I have ever done, knowing that there were 60 or seven people that I was connecting from all around the world, and we were going on a journey together. And I think my favorite was the Bosnian Pyramid, because as we worked our way up through the pyramid, um, we came to a chamber where um, there was sort of a, what would I call it, I guess a guardian of the portal, is the best way I could put it, but that makes it sound too, well, anyhow, that's what it felt like. And they said, you know, you have to leave, you know, your your beliefs and your fears and your anger behind in order to go to the next level. And almost everybody did that, and, and what they came back with was just phenomenal. So it was fun.
3: Yeah. Wow, that's that's pretty amazing. Thank you for sharing that.
1: Oh, you're welcome. It was and, it was it was really an unusually. It was a great experience.
2: And uh, Harry, uh, it's, it's speaking of sharing information, um, yeah, this this might be getting closer to uh, one of the more fascinating aspects of this show. Um, And this question could be uh, leading into uh, uh, information that my good buddy Damaris uh, might be interested in getting some answers to but uh, yeah at, at the uh at your conference you're going to have fresh foods non-GMO foods uh you have to talk about um, Indian cuisine mm-hmm. and, and curry um I, you have some recipes you'd you, you like to exchange. At, at some point, <laughs> we are going to do a, a, a culinary art show. It, it, no. it was supposed to happen uh, over the spring no. to get everyone ready to get out the barbecues. Uh, but oh, no, no, uh, no, no, no. I don't think that one's going to have to wait. But, uh, you, you know, uh, what – yeah, in India does have some delicious foods. Uh, you know, some of it is uh, a vegan. Um, you know, and we did a show recently on uh, you know, the Ayurveda uh, foods. So and mm-hmm. I'm not getting too sidetracked, but I, I could easily do, 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 do that or ha- have Perry come come back but um it, it, like w- what types of foods <clears throat> are you know, b- best to you know, go, go with you know, the illumination that comes with uh meditating under a pyramid or uh, before you go in after, after you uh leave you know, you know, uh, what kind of food could could people expect to have at the conference is it in, is it going to be like indian vegan type dishes
3: um, well uh, we're going to have vegetarian and vegan um and if any people have any dietary restrictions then we're going to honor that um but uh the mainly it's not yeah we're going to have i guess we're going to have some indian food as well um they're going to uh, you know in fact the chef said we can give them recipes, and they can make for us, so which is pretty awesome, but it's mainly yeah we're gonna have like a fusion um having more of a plant-based foods, uh plant based foods in in the sense grown locally um and they have their own menu um but uh just talking about in general um the food in India. Um, Yes, Ayurveda is a big uh, science in itself. Um, There there are three different branches in yoga. Yoga is for the yoga that we know is for the body. Uh, Yoga means the union in Sanskrit. Um, It's the union between the body and the mind and the soul. Um,
0: uh, That's
3: actually because many people now, uh, when I say yoga, oh, I have to uh, get some flexibility, so I have to go to yoga. But that's not truly yoga is for. Uh, it's, it's more to connect, um, get in alignment with, with our body, mind, and soul. But So that's one of the brands, which is for movement, uh, because movement is one of the most important things uh, we need to, to allow the prana, chi to move and manifest physically. Um, the energy needs to be physically moved so it, it can uh, project itself on the physical reality. Uh, but Ayurveda is again another kind of science a uh, yoga which is for uh the food uh it is it is the food what it in 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 the Ayurveda, uh, the food itself is not just vitamins and nutrients it's it it holds the prana the chi. um so when we eat food, we are actually taking that prana which is energizing our uh energy body which is giving us that uh, zeal or that life force within us so that's the science which Ayurveda talks about and it has I'm, I'm not an expert so forgive me if there is any expert out there on Ayurveda um, I'm just gonna you know go with the basics that I know um, so it has these uh, different uh, types uh, called Vata, Pita and Kapha uh, and uh, everybody is you know, can fall under one uh, one of these types or they can be a combination. Uh, Vata is the subtle energy associated with movement that I just talked about, space and air. Uh, Pita is more about fire and water. Um, it's body's metabolic system. Kapha is more about uh, the body structure, bones, muscles, and, and, and you know, uh, uh, so it, basically we need to, go deeper into it and see where we fall under. So what it says is when you align your food according to your type, uh, you have, um, you are in more alignment, like you're giving the right um, energy, like the energy that you need and you're aligning with the right elements, uh, nature elements, so you are more energetic. If you are eating your food, you're sleeping well, but yet you feel tired you feel exhausted in the morning then there's something that definitely you need to look into what is that you're eating um i mean as a, as we as it says we are what we eat so it's very important for us to really look into the food that we are eating um uh, in in ayurveda there are many things that i try to follow um but um one of the things is first thing is i don't use microwave um
2: mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> microwave- i've heard that from other people too you know
3: yeah, microwave is again it's it's uh completely uh you may have uh the nutrients and vitamins but definitely no prana in there. So um so it's like eating dead food. So one thing is and also it's the radiation that you know it's it's the frequencies uh, um which are really harming us. So one thing that I've completely removed from my house is the microwave um which um, which I regret because I, I used to heat up milk for my kids in a microwave. Um, but, uh, but now I completely take it out. And the other thing which Ayurveda talks about is you should always eat fresh food in the sense like cooked food immediately. Um, so uh, the food has prana for three hours. That's what it says. Um, So if you cook food right now, you should be eating that within three hours. So if you put that in the fridge, then again, uh, it's going to affect the quality of the food, which uh, is pretty difficult. (laughs) But I try to uh, uh, eat as much fresh as I can um, uh, and and cook regularly um, because that's uh, one of the uh, factors uh, in, in the science of Ayurveda. And now going back to the, I don't know if I can share a recipe because oh my gosh, there's so many recipes.
2: Oh, uh, I, I was uh, I, I, c- kind of kidding, but I, I, I'm I'm really not. But uh, I, uh, at, at some points, uh, it, it I, I do that. That's actually true. Is I I, I re- would like to do one uh, cooking type show. I, uh, you are welcome to
3: absolutely. <laughs>
2: but but uh i um, uh, yeah no, i i don't uh, i don't want to put you on the spot about you know, uh, getting out the recipes but uh you know i, I really do like
3: uh, you know curry
2: depends.
3: yeah it depends right you know in india i'm just going to give a little background for the viewers or the audience who are listening um we have a different cuisine uh for each state in india um, so it's like like Maryland and Georgia. Maryland has its own cuisine, its own language, its own culture. Uh-huh. Everything is different. Um, so it, and also within the state, uh, depending upon which part of your state, it has its own special cuisines as well. So the curry that we generally see um, in the restaurants are mostly uh, from the North India, uh, and uh, specifically from Punjab the state called Punjab so all the curries that we see if I, you know if if you know if uh, like paneer or you know the naan the roti that we talk about in a typical restaurant that you go it's all from the north um, and uh, so from where I come from it's um, it, it in especially in our house we make very simple cooking like it's just um little seasoning and and uh, you know yeah i will be you know that would be fun to do a recipe on show I would totally love that <laughs> um
2: okay Barbara see there there, there we go we're, we're starting to get a a demand to expand into even more variety of topics
1: mm-hmm. one person <laughs> is not a demand <laughs>
2: Well, uh, well, uh, uh, you know, maybe maybe we'll get some feedback yeah. on the archive. <laughs> <tomorrow>. Yeah.
3: <laughs> and and one of the interesting things also in India, uh, which I'm struggling right now, is uh, as being a vegan. So I've I've been vegetarian all my life, but I've turned to vegan recently, last year, and, and I oh boy, I must tell that. It has completely shifted my life. I I had no idea that um, the food, that taking away dairy would would create so much uh, uh, difference in my life in the sense that uh, within three months, I had thyroid before. Um, After taking dairy off, uh, I went and got checked up and thyroid is completely gone. Um, I have changed nothing else. There is no other factor that has changed in those three months except for my food. Um, the exercise is the same. Uh, the environment, if, you know, the stress or whatever, it's, it's all the same. There's nothing changed. The only thing that changed is my food, um, mm-hmm. and that really showed. Uh, I felt more energetic. I could, I could, uh, I felt more energized as I get up in the morning and through the day. Uh, it's really changed my life and the struggling part of it is in in india um it's you know it's vegan is is a concept it's still not uh so common so uh, most of the foods have uh you know we something we call as ghee ghee is made of uh, saturated uh, uh butter um and that is actually pretty uh it's it's known to be pretty um High, uh, you know, what do I say? Very lot of uh, advantages like using that. So people have been using that since ancient. Um, but something that that's been my struggle that you know, being a vegan is is I'm trying, finding it hard to have um, recipes um, in, in in Indian cuisine. Um, so like like the curry you talk about, they put mostly like the cream in it, you know. Uh-huh. Uh, or the ghee is the most common that every uh, recipe has in it. So, yeah, so that's one of the things uh, which changed my life. And, of course, the Indian cooking has, when we talk about Ayurveda, the, the turmeric. Turmeric has mm-hmm. so many, oh, my gosh, it's it's amazing. In fact, I have an essential oil uh, of turmeric, which I always put it in my smoothie the first thing in the morning. I put as <laughs> Uh, turmeric and uh, and sandalwood. Sandalwood we use a lot for divination, you know, in, in prayers and worships. And that, again, is going back to uh, the topic, like, you know, aligning with chakras. Now, uh, introducing new stuff. So sandalwood really works with, with higher chakras. Um, it's very, very amazing if you're trying to connect to um, activate your third eye or connect to spiritual realms, working with sandalwood.
2: Really works as a tool in that process. And, and, you know, Perry, uh, oh, uh, we're at at the halfway point of uh, the show. I didn't uh, realize that until just now. Uh, You know, maybe. Just uh, take a moment here where uh, y- you can l- let the audience know where they can uh, learn more about y- your conference, more about the services you offer, uh, you know, what's your website and your YouTube channels, et cetera, and mm-hmm. just t- take a minute to uh, give that a plug.
3: Sure. Thank you. Um, so uh, my website is uh, paripatri.com that is p-a-r-i-p-a-t-r-i dot com that's my website uh, the conference website is cosmicreset.com um, that's where you'll we'll find all the information about the speakers um, about the schedule and, and everything we're still updating it uh, we, we, are plan- we are finalizing the schedule right now um, but uh, uh about me, um, so I am an executive spiritual coach. I work with women um, who are from corporate executives, entrepreneurs, um, or aspiring leaders, um, really trying to um, get back to their authentic self, um, overcoming fear, overcoming all that programming, which tells them that, you know, they can't have everything, um, so I work with them to break through those inner blocks and reprogram their subconscious mind Because and, and using powerful spiritual tools. And the tools include working with medication, working with uh, visualization, affirmations, crystals, pyramids, um, plant medicine, uh, working with essential oils, the food, everything packed together, that everything that we are talking about. So what I, and also energy work, I'm an energy, uh, healer. So I've been trained in many different modalities, radionics, um, one light healing touch crystals. Um, and I've been trained under many, many teachers. So I put together all of this information that I've learned in this programs when I work with women. I'm also, I also go to corporates to uh, teach meditation because I come from a corporate background, um, before doing what I'm doing right now. And uh, I truly resonate with the stresses and the problems that they, the, the corporates go through right now. Um, and, uh, and I believe they absolutely need medication in every organization uh, to deal with that um, stress because stress is the number one thing killing people more than cancer, right? And those are the stats um, which came out uh, last year so yeah so i teach meditation um and uh, and and yeah was, i wanted to just talk about the reprogramming of mind because that's something that is yeah,
0: yeah
2: and, and uh, okay go, yeah. go, go, go ahead and uh, keep keep talking about the uh reprogramming uh, this is becoming very intriguing
3: yes yes and Yes, reprogramming mind. Uh, you know, it's, it's it started with, uh, you know, this concept that I've learned. It started from when I start, read the book, Said Speaks, um, channeled material by Jane Roberts. Um, that's when we start about how our subconscious mind is actually the seed of our, you know, creative mind. It's actually projecting whatever we believe in our subconscious mind our reality must express itself. So, so one thing, it, it is a mindset, it is the programming. And this programming starts as soon as we are born. Um, like in neuroscience, what they say is from, from the age zero to two, you're in the delta wavelength, which is, which is your, that's the wavelength we are in when you're in deep, trans, when you're in deep sleep. So in that, in that wavelength, we're actually downloading every program and everything is going straight to your subconscious mind. And from 2 to 7, 2 to 5, 2 to 7 is where the theta wavelength is, is active where you're in, in that trance-like state. That's the trance-like state between the subconscious wake and deep sleep. And that has a very thin veil with everything, thin veil uh, between the subconscious and conscious. And that's where my uh, my kid is three, three and a half years old. Um, uh, can you hear me? Yes. Okay.
2: okay. We're just are um, just yes. captivated.
3: Yes. So, and that's the time where they are, you know, when you say unicorns are there, they believe that. <laughs> when they're when they're genie, when you say there's a genie, they believe that because they are in that imaginative state, um, and they're in between these worlds of imagination and the conscious physical world. Um, and, uh, and at this point, you know, uh, I remember this very, uh, um, very much one of my uncle's, uh, family member came in and he said, my kid was crying. My, my, um, my son was crying. I have a daughter and a son, um, crying. And then he would say, don't cry like a girl <laughs> or boys don't cry. Um, and that's, oh my gosh, that I was. I was like, gosh, I have to stop him because when you say such words, they become this core programs because you're saying that at that young age where they are, you're actually building your core subconscious programs where they will run all your life. So once you grow up, these programs go on our autopilot mode and you're not even conscious about it, but these programs are running and creating our realities. so once after you're eight, seven, you're in the alpha stage, and you're more conscious uh, than in trance. And and after you know uh, thirteen or fourteen, you are in the beta stage, that is more logical, more here, more uh, aware, more conscious. So and your 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 programs have already. Done. And that's you know the movie Inside Out, which is so beautiful. It it shows these concepts so beautifully. Um, but uh, so so all these uh, words that we hear, like the money doesn't grow on trees, or I have rich people are um, not compassionate, or you know, or evil, or uh, all these statements that we hear, they become programs, and uh, and we don't even we are not even conscious about it, and they become they start creating a reality. So, so one of the laws, or you know, that's what the, the all the teachers talk about is how um whatever we believe whatever we believe our reality must express so we create our own realities every single moment whether we like it or not whether that's a failure or a success whatever it is we are creating that in our lives and uh, some people may say no i didn't create this failure i didn't create this loss i didn't create uh this but uh but you did it and 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 anything which tells us that you can't is is a program it is it is a limitation within ourselves um so that's when we start and this first first thing is to realize that you know get in get in touch with those limitations what are those belief systems that are holding me back one of the limitations that i had which i deeply struggled to reprogram myself was um, so my father, all uh, so all this organization and all the work that he does is for free. He doesn't charge money uh, to do anything. Everything runs on donations to this day. Uh, and uh, so, so growing up, so I had believed that uh, you know the spiritual work should be done for free. So anybody who would charge money, I would have judgments against them, you know, uh, oh my gosh, they should not be doing that. It should be a service. It should not be done that way. Um, and uh, and so, and also I realized that if you want money, if you want to be successful or in, in from a society standpoint, um, you got to do something you don't like because you can not do something you like and ask for money. So that was a program which when I decided to quit my corporate job, a high paying job, and decided to pursue my purpose of of serving women and teaching these um, concepts, teaching these tools, techniques um, that I, that I've learned all my life, and and but I wanted to sustain myself. I wanted to be financially free. I didn't want. I did not want to struggle because I've seen that struggle growing up. I've seen that in my life. So, so one of the belief systems that I had to struggle so hard was to uh, reprogram myself like take away, delete that program is say that, I, that money and spirituality can go together. Um, reprogram that money is energy. Money, you know, it's an exchange of everything is an exchange. So now I, I had, it took time for me. It was not easy, but I worked. I used the same tools that I teach um, to reprogram myself. And I have seen, oh my gosh, it has completely changed my life. Now I do what I love. And and I am uh, supporting my family financially as well, which is incredible. And mm-hmm. I so uh, so th- so those are the examples of like how you can absolutely change, create what you want by just shifting the, the mindset, the shifting that programs in our subconscious mind. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Uh, uh, w- since so, so, since you're dealing with um. Yeah, Mainly, you know, uh, women clientele. Uh, what What are the most common uh, uh, concerns that your clients come to you with and you, what do they need help? Uh, like you said, uh, you know, uh, bringing it a uh, – ch- changing their perspective to something that's more – clearer
3: mm-hmm. um, yeah it is it is some of my clients come when um, the, the main thing is the main emotion behind any kind of uh, problem or struggle they go through is the stuck carrier maybe their relationship um, or maybe financially or health any kind of a uh, um, problem Um, it can, um, hi, am, am I
1: there? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Uh, okay. th- th-
2: there was, a, a NSA was uh, playing around with uh, the blog talk studio again, but uh, I think you're back.
3: Okay. Um, so, yeah, so main, the main, uh, yeah, the underlying emotion that is a feeling of stuckness, frustrating, waiting for things to happen. And then they will show up. And also, Connecting back to their true authentic self, because when you are go in your professional life in your relationships, we become somebody. Uh, we we in the most important or the most common thing that we do, as, you know, as women or even men do, is um, people pleasing. Is you know to please others in order to be accepted, in order to be to belong, uh, to be loved. And in, in that process, we lose ourselves. We lose the core essence of who we are. And when that disconnection happens, uh, that's when we start manifesting blocks. It first starts in the energy field, and slowly over the years, when we keep ignoring it, we get we do get signs. But we when we start ignoring them, it becomes it manifests itself as a physical block. So that's when people start, uh, you know, uh, paying attention uh, into their lives when they actually, um, when it actually manifests in the physical life. And that's what happened to me when, when I, uh, I, as I said, I grew up in the spiritual life, but I, when I came to US, I completely disconnected uh, from my past because the environment I was in. Um, nobody was uh, accepting the idea of meditation or nobody would accept the idea that I create my own reality. And that was complete and an alien topic to them. So in order for me to fit in, in order for me to be accepted, I, and I deeply wanted that. I, I so wanted that. So I suppressed all the beliefs that I had and I started, uh, you know, uh, accepting the belief systems that was, Uh, around me that my friends had that and slowly I started living in fear slowly and and I started people pleasing and that's when and it took me 10 years for it to manifest physically as a block in my tubes and I couldn't have uh, I couldn't have kids Um, that was my awakening call like oh my gosh you know um, I had to wake up I had to go back to my true self to, uh, to my true roots and get in connected back to myself and that's the whole uh, that's the time when I started doing my soul searching and started working and connecting um to who I am to what I really wanted and that really shifted everything changed and and by the way I do have two beautiful children which I'm talking about in the show and Mm -hmm. once I saw how I manifested them I realized how powerful we are. We we are. We, we can create anything we want. All we need to do is take away distractions, energy drains, energy leaks, um, and really um, have that mindset for success. And that's exactly what I offer my clients, exactly the recipe that I followed. Um, I work with them every day.
2: Well, that's, that's a em- empowering autobiography you just gave us um do uh you know guys come to you with uh similar uh uh concerns or you know, are they a little bit different uh, uh you know what what do you hear from you know like some guy like me you know if I, I were to uh give you a call and uh, t- talk to you about about you know uh, career paths or you know what relationship issues uh you know what are you hearing from the guys
3: um well Again, it I even from the men uh that you know that I worked with, um the few men that I worked with, mm-hmm. it is it is basically the same <laughs> um uh, underlying emotions, you know, the feeling, the people pleasing, it's 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 the programming that most of us hold on to. Um and for men it is, you know, sh- being vulnerable. <laughs> that's a big uh, challenge because that is a sign of weakness that has been programmed to in us, right? Um, like sh- showing uh, being vulnerable or being sensitive is a sign of weakness. And that's, in fact, there's one of my clients recently who was, uh, who was, who struggled with depression, um, depression, uh, uh, chronic depression at his work. And, and the programming that he was holding on to was he can't, sh- he, you know, he's a man. He can't he can't show that he is weak or he is mm-hmm. depressed. <laughs> and um, and just accepting that that it is okay, okay to be who you are. It's okay to um, s- talk about your story. Um, and understanding that you are not your story, uh, and you have the power to change and do change your script, change your story gave him uh, that liberation, like, you know, now he, he talks about that, he talks to people who go through the same thing, which is incredible. It's just, it doesn't have to be like, you know, like a life transforming, you know, shift that we, it's just a simple, simple acceptance of who we are, a simple shift in, in, it's okay to be just, just accepting that, just understanding that, can bring such great transformation in, in one's life. And that's exactly what I saw, which, which I was pretty amazed. Um, and, uh, and yeah, it's, it, it, it is definitely the similar, um, similar um, uh, emotions, you know, uh, and also one of the things that they go through is the competition, the stress to prove themselves. Um, which is again, same with the women as well. Um, uh, but I, I work mostly with women because somehow I've been called to work with them.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I understand.
3: and, uh, and I do get requests from men, um, you know, um, and, uh, I take them if, if I can, you know, get into my schedule, but I do, I do honor that. Okay.
2: But, uh you know with your cosmic retreat uh conference the it sounds like the setting is conducive to um, you know, removing these uh roadblocks the societal programming that uh, you've been discussing uh and you know as you know uh, we've spoken a lot over um over the last you know, year um you know there there is a emphasis of a return to nature and the shenandoah mountains are very beautiful it's uh it uh, i'm i'm kinda, it's been a long time since i've been to the charlottesville area but you you know, you have uh thomas jefferson's monticello uh in the vicinity uh, it 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 is a very nice uh area uh you know, thomas jefferson was basically uh, it would have fit in really well with uh, Woodstock. So, you know, what does, um, yeah, you, know, you know, the return to nature, and you know, the authentic, get, getting back to the authentic, you, uh, how does that all work together?
3: Um, <clears throat> that's a great question. Um,
2: that's why Bob because... pays me big bucks. <laughs>
3: Um yes, uh well uh it is one of the biggest part um of again, um going back to uh let's I'm just thinking about how to answer this question. So so where we are right now, um, in our everyday life, we are surrounded by um radiation. And go going to back that the Wi Fi that we are here, we are we are isolated in our um in our own houses, in our own rooms, in our own cubicles that we go to work or offices or apartments, we are essentially uh built as a whole system that that we work connectedly in fact, one of the books that I was reading um the harmonic sounds and this, the the harmonics of sounds and vibration by j emanuel um uh he wrote a beautiful book about these sounds and harmonics like how um the the sounds of the birds are actually healing us how uh, the sounds of the whales and dolphins are bring back into our theta wavelength so all these um systems ecosystems and the animals and the plants they, we are all built to to work connectedly we all are in this ecosystem but what we did, what we are doing is we are so isolated. We are so um, working in in compartments that we are not really connected. And that's one of the reasons uh, which they talk about is like, you know, getting this physical problems or allergies or any such, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, physical blocks are because of this disconnection uh, with the whole um And we are, we are meant to heal ourselves, you know, our bodies are meant to heal by themselves. But because of this isolation, because of this disconnection, we experience what, you know, the things that we experience, uh, the emotions that we have. So when we go back into the nature, we are actually allowing, we are going back into our natural state, the way we are meant to be. And there's so much science now that, that came out, you know, the earthing part of it where how um, when you uh, stand barefoot on earth, how the negative ions uh, are helping you coming in balance and how all magically all the diseases are going away. And there's a whole book on that. Um, so now the scientists, of course, are catching up with all these things that we talk about. So if, when we go back to the nature, we're ask, allowing ourselves to connect to this whole system and go back into balance. And uh, from a neuroscience uh, perspective, what happens is when we are in the stressed environment, when we are in the in, in stress, which is the fight, flight, or freeze uh, mode. Um, that is when I'm just gonna take a minute here to just explain this. Okay. Um, <laughs> is when a deer is you know is in its is in forest and it's uh, have you know it's eating it's eating its grass or eating its food. And suddenly, uh, he senses a tiger around, and he's active, and he sees, and he senses it, and he goes into this fight or flight or freeze mode. Uh, fight is where it either has to fight the tiger, flight, either run or freeze, just freeze in fear. Obviously, the deer is going to run. And at this time, there are three things that, you know, this uh, Joe Dispenza, Dr. Joe Dispenza talks about this. Um, is there are three things that gets heightened, which is the time, body, and environment. That is body, that is the body safe. And uh, the second thing is the environment, is my environment, which is the environment that I need to run. It's going to scan it. And the third thing is the time. How much time do I have to run, to go into a safe space? So all the blood is now uh, everything shuts down the immune system everything shuts down and it's going back to it it's going to the brain to 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 figure out uh, how to get out of this task or the this task on hand so it's going to run it's going to go into the safe space and once it goes back and it you know looks around and sees okay there's no tiger and then it goes back to its normal state of being it, it goes back to its its um that in its balanced state it's no longer in the fight flight or freeze mode so it's not in the stress mode when you are in the stress mode your brain is releasing chemicals like cortisone and adrenaline these are answers and they help to give an energy boost to think uh, about how to get out of the situation so when you're in the stage when the when the deer is running it's not going to look around and say oh my gosh how beautiful the sky is how Amazing the grasses, it's going to run. That's all it's going to do. So this system is, we have in human beings as well. But for us, the predator is not a tiger. it, it is the next interview. It is the next presentation. It is the next, uh, you know, uh, the first day job or the uh, the deadline is job. So these are our predators. And what? But also we are this system is meant for a shorter time period. But we live in this stress mode before my say I'm nervous about this interview today I am stressed about it two days before and and after I I am present I'm interviewed I am like oh my gosh I should have said that oh my gosh I should have done this and I'm living in the stress again that I you know I maybe I sounded like a stupid maybe you know I shouldn't have said that so I'm living in the stress mode for a longer period of time and what happens to me is I'm not Creator. My creative mind is shut down. I am just worried about this task. My three things that are heightened is my body, my time and uh, my environment. So I'm more focused on the external things. That is how beautiful my, my uh, house is. Do I have uh, the latest TV? Do I have uh, the latest uh, laptop or how much time? Oh my gosh, I lost 30 years of my time or 40 years of my time and I'm still stuck here. So our senses are more heightened towards the external things, and we start stop going internal, and the creative side of it is shut down. So so and and on top of it, the the everything that we are working on, uh, the the Wi-Fi, which is you know going through our bodies, um, the 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 phones, the radiation from phones, laptops, everything is not helping us going into the balance. And most people don't meditate because meditation is one of the tools that brings you back into balance. And that's a must. We must, it's like a, it's like a necessity. It's not even like a nice thing to do anymore. Now we must, we must meditate every single day to go back to that balance. So, so going back to your question, and sorry, I, to, I gave a very long answer, but going back to your question, going back to the nature because that's we, we need to take time for a reset because if we push ourselves longer and longer in this environment we are going to get into a burnout situation. We are going to um, you know uh, wait for some big uh, 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 thing to happen in our life until we have that awakening. So these are these retreats I feel everybody must find a retreat and go in there to connect with the nature this is like a reset button just to give ourselves a reset, from and and release all those toxicities from ourselves, get back into balance and go back to our lives because we, we go back much stronger, much powerful, and more balanced. So we can always be the best. We can have the best version of ourselves in our everyday lives.
2: Okay. Well, uh, Perry, I don't think you have to worry about yet you know, the the tiger pre- predator. <laughs> uh, I I think that. You helped us to get resets, uh, broad balance, uh, you know, however you want to look at it. Yeah, uh, you know, right. we've had uh, a a lot of uh, you know, beneficial in- information from you, and yeah, you know, we've had fun tonight. I, the it, it's been a terrific show, and you know we still have. You know, uh, Twenty five minutes or so left. But, um, yeah, you know, uh, you know, when we f- uh, first started, uh, talking, uh, about a year ago, um, uh, I, th- I think you were in, uh, London. Yes. It, um, it, it, you know, we have uh I don't think a group of listeners from barnsley uh you yeah, it could be just, uh you know, some from uh, maybe one from the coventry area but y you know how are um uh, some of the people from you know, these international locations uh, 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 uh r- receiving the information that you're presenting uh, to them in you know presentations or uh you know, just uh normal conversations uh you know, is are they more accepting of it is America just kind of waking up uh, you know, uh, uh what do the inter- you know the international people you're dealing with uh ha- have to say about uh you- you know, like this pyramid information and re- reprogramming
3: um oh my gosh it it is it is amazing uh that uh, the awakening that is happening is everywhere it's not just US um it's, it's Europe, Australia, everywhere. it, it is amazing to see uh, in fact um, I, I was just at a retreat uh, um, which is for a DNA activation recently and I've had you know we had uh, people come from uh, New Zealand. We had people come from uh, wow. London. <laughs> yeah, it was amazing that you know people are recognizing or understanding these um, have this awareness, of that there is, you know, there's more to what we see. And um, and just talking to them, it's just amazing because they absolutely have so much more information than I do. And I like to, you know, talk to them and learn more about that. Um, and, uh, and the one thing that I'm really, um, I, I, I get fascinated about is connecting how Uh, You know, all these things that we have in our own uh, countries or in our own cultures, in our own civilizations, how they all meet together. Um, You know, that's uh, something that fascinates me. And I try to research more about that. And I follow that. Like, for example, like the quartz crystal, how Uh at the same time it is used in different civilizations for healing, chanting, and meditation purposes. Um, you know, in, in where they were not connected at all. Um, so it's very interesting. Yeah, when I work with them, it, it they are very open. Very, uh, there's so much awakening happening everywhere right now. There's a shift in consciousness as everybody talks and notices right now. Um, and uh, in, and we've got so much help in this movement. It's like you know the the you know you may have heard about the 100th monkey effect. Mm -hmm. Um, So it is, you know, we are reaching that threshold um, where it is going up into the records of the collective consciousness. So now in in no time, as we do our job, as we do uh, spread this light, spread this information, once it reaches the collective consciousness, it reaches the threshold, it is going to be everywhere. Everybody will have that information, will have that access to that record. So, um, because what we do is is every person is doing their bit to reach that threshold. We don't have to, we don't have one, you know, need the whole world to do. All we need to do is have that threshold reached where we all work together to spread this information, spread this light. And, and the consciousness that the, the, the shift is going to happen at that point.
0: Interesting. Okay.
2: Okay. Well, I just, um, but the, it, it it's just I it, I'm just glad we can uh get get international perspectives at, out there to um, more people mm-hmm. it, it, so um, yeah, that thank you i'm just you know, just uh mm-hmm. enjoy in, in including uh more more people in our, you know, little, little growing show. They, they, you know, right. they, yeah, they check they, they check in. You know, we uh, get little messages from mm-hmm. uh, people, but and anyhow it, like as people, uh, you know, get more involved in. Uh, Meditation and the pyramids um you know what are different forms of meditation
3: um well, there are so many different forms of meditation um but the meditation that um that we teach or uh, that I've learned from from my father is called anapanasati meditation um it's a buddhist way it's a buddhist technique and um ana means in breath pana means out breath sati means union so this is just observing our breath our in breath and out breath Um, there's no chanting there's no um, thinking about any idol or any person there's no focus on your third eye or anything it's just paying attention bringing our focus to our breath and it's a silent meditation. So you can have music if you like, but I do it in silence. That's it. It's as It sounds pretty simple, but, uh, you know, it's definitely not easy when you start. Uh, there's no letters to it. Nothing. It's just sitting in silence um, and observing our breath going because that breath is Going back to the rhythms of our heart, uh, going back mm-hmm. to the rhythms to our core, because that's where our core vibration is in our heart. Um, so we are now getting familiar with with our own rhythms, with our own, um, you know, dance, um, and that's
2: they, a, yeah. And they all uh, all work together, and you know, the whole body uh, works as a whole, mm-hmm. not not as separate parts
3: right exactly and yeah,
1: yeah.
2: I, I, I didn't mean to interrupt you I just uh, wanted to emphasize your uh, yeah uh,
3: point yes yeah so that's the simple meditation that we teach and this meditation is now done by millions of people and um, and through this meditation, they go, they take on their own journeys, like how Barbara talked about the, the remote viewing, the astral journey, and people had incredible experiences um, with, you know, doing this meditation, um, having kundalini awakenings, third eye visions, uh, seeing their past lives um it's it's just pretty amazing like how you can you know there's so much that we can um uh see and experience uh, once we start going within and,
2: and per- perry um it's some of the uh, breathing Uh, You know, listening to yourself, uh, techniques are very helpful. Um, uh, uh, one one of the, um, instruments that uh, uh, maybe does the same thing for me. I, I'm not sure if I'm using the right phrase, but, um, uh, yeah, you know, the, the singing bowls are. Uh, I find them to be uh, very calming for me, mm-hmm. and, and and use the. Uh, I, I'm I'm sure that uh, they will be at the uh, you know, the Cosmic Retreat Conference, but you know it's like, uh, you know, uh, seeing you you know using a um small bowl as, uh, at other conferences I've seen uh people have um like a white stone Mhm uh but I I'm not sure uh, sure what kind of uh material it's made from uh but yeah it it's really uh it goes back to uh Probably vibrations it, it, it's mm-hmm. just I, I i i like the sound that it, it create and you know, just the um yeah. effect that it ha- has on me um <laughs> that, that that's uh, one of the things i like about uh you know, the these conferences is the singing bowls so mm-hmm. are, are are people gonna is there gonna be like a band of singing uh bowl people playing you know, like different uh yes um
3: um yeah i guess you're referring to a, like a sound bath
2: yeah so some like guys you know there 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 might be a, a number of people there playing uh playing them I, I i just wondered if there if that was part of the conference um
3: no um oh. actually yeah i love sound bath but in this conference we are we are actually having a um earth en- energy practitioner that's why she calls herself wind n- okay. daughter um so she practices uh, shaman practices and uh, other energy healing modalities so she is going to uh, come in and do a shamanic journey on saturday night uh, on on third night so which i'm really really looking forward to because uh, and um um uh, And one of the things that it is, um, you know, is is again sitting under the nature, connect, going into this deeper levels of your spirit and connecting to your power animal, connecting to your spirit. That's one thing that I really wanted to have in the conference. So no, I would, I mean, I would love to have a sound bath, but we don't have so much time. So the next retreat I would do, I I would definitely have it. Um, Okay. uh, and yeah but this time we're going to have a shamanic
0: journey
2: uh in the night under the stars okay and um uh, uh what about uh any kind of uh crystal demonstration is that going to be uh ha- happening um as we- well that, that I don't know if that fits in but you know you do uh work with them as well
3: Yes, I, yeah, I'm a sound healer as well. So I do work with crystals and singing bowls a lot. Uh, but we probably will have vendors uh, who are presenting the singing bowls. Um, um, the meditation that we do is going to be a flute meditation. Uh, that's my father. He he plays a flute. Uh, so he does a flute meditation. So we're going to do every day a two-hour intense meditation with flute. Um So, yeah, we're going to have a different instrument, not the singing world, but yeah, we will have music and drums.
2: Oh, okay. (laughs) A little bit of everything. Okay, and, um, you know, Perry, we have, you know, probably 13 minutes
0: Mm -hmm.
2: uh, left. Um, Okay, I'll just try and keep you posted about. Uh, the time and uh, what about bringing sage?
3: Yes, yeah. I mean that's something that I'm going to do before we start the retreat. But yeah, uh, sage um, is uh, is definitely um, shifts the vibration uh, and removes any kind of transmutes the energy into a positive. Um, so yeah, sage is something that I work with every every day um and uh again, as we said, we're gonna have the shamanic, I think we're going to start the retreat on Friday with a pipe ceremony with wind daughter, um so we're going to stage before the event before the retreat starts um uh to bring in higher vibrations um for the for for the time we're going to be there
2: and you know we've heard a lot about pyramids tonight um you know one topic we I don't, I haven't discussed I haven't asked about it but uh you know we've heard about it from a number of other uh, guests is um spirals hmm um, you know, what have you learned about spirals in your research
3: well i guess the spirals you're referring to the torsion fields um okay um uh, so yeah so pyramids the shape it creates uh these um, torsion fields which uh, which is why the energy is the, the the energy is the vibration is you know increased at a, at a higher rate and um as i learn about pyramids one of the major source of my information is from the the show wisdom teachings by david wilcox um that's when i really started uh, understanding the power of uh, um, the russian pyramids and the science behind it where uh, the scientist nikolai kozarev uh, he has this is the guy who from he's from russia and he started experimenting and and uh, brought this uh, concept of torsion field. Out. How? Now we don't have time to talk about it, but how time itself uh, is, is, is completely different than what we understand, and how it it is it is a torsion field. Um, and, um, and pyramids have the same um, uh, it, it, it t- same technology as well. So the shape it, it acts as a funnel upside down, which creates this torsion field, the spirals. Um, mm-hmm. and amplifies the energy that's why we see all these effects uh with the shape power and as we go to the apex uh you know the the apex of the pyramid uh the the vibration is is intense so they have experience in russian pyramids as they go uh higher and higher they actually get dizzy and and uh it maybe feel nauseous and and so forth
0: um
2: yeah you know, yeah you know, there 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 will be uh some musicians at the conference uh are, are there gonna be any artists uh painting mandelas or creating them and uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, di- you know di- different forms and uh, you know or in, in any sand uh, uh, p- uh yeah i forget the uh term for it Uh, some of the different uh, uses of uh, multicolored sand Mm -hmm. Uh, so you know just wondering if if there there will be artists doing mandalas or
3: Um, you know what I haven't thought up yeah I haven't thought about it but now that you say, I'm gonna look into it and see if we can get somebody who does that okay
2: no, yeah. the, the the art uh, you know the artwork is interesting. I know you know Barbara's uh, gotten involved in it as well. Mhm. I just.
3: Uh, yeah, I mean that sounds pretty interesting, and I would love to have someone do that. Um. Yeah. Thank you for bringing that up.
2: Okay. Well, it's, um. Yeah. Just. Uh, just trying to cover all the bases here, make it a
0: mm-hmm.
2: uh, multi-sensory type e- event.
1: Right. It, it,
2: when uh, what show, I think uh, when we had Scott Walter on last week, um, you know, he was he talking a little bit about uh, uh, Dwarka. Uh, mm-hmm. are, are you familiar with Dwaraka? Yeah, yes case? yes the
3: yes um, okay. that was the um kingdom that is uh drowned under the land um which is uh, from the uh from Krishna if you know um uh you know time era it's a it's an ancient city which is underground and uh P- and archaeologists have discovered part of it um, mm-hmm. which is from the you know that age is called the Golden age. In fact, we are entering that age now um since two thousand and twelve um but yeah, that was the age when um if the viewers know about Krishna and Rama, the gods uh that that is the age that is the city from that time.
2: Okay, it, it was uh, just a, a very interesting subject that seems to be coming up more frequently on our shows. I just uh, wondered if, you know, since, since you're from there, I just wondered, uh, that's one of the nice things about having an international uh Type show or, or people have mm-hmm. international experiences, you know, just bringing all these new perspectives. I just wondered if you're a little bit familiar with it. That's fine. It, it, it's a fascinating yeah. subject.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Okay. And and in another subject that um, they became more uh came to the forefront uh because of uh, the ancient aliens TV show is the you know, a really uh captivating um h- histories uh, uh, presented in the mahabharata or mm-hmm. um are you familiar with that book
3: um, well, I know the stories. I haven't read the Bhagavad Gita, which has the stories, but yeah, I I know a little bit. <laughs> Probably not an expert, but yeah. Oh.
2: It's, <laughs> okay, it, it's it. It's it, it's a pretty massive book from from what I understand. I just. Oh yeah. Um, uh, it, 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 what what is the a book about? It, it, is it like a, a lot of poems?
3: Well, no, it's, it has this, a lot of teachings, um, from Lord Krishna, um, uh, to his, um, uh, student called Arjuna. Um, and it's a, it's a, it's, it's a story. It's basically a story between, uh, of a family, uh, of brothers, um, okay. and how, um, they, um, how they fight with each other and how they win the battle, I guess. That's the story. So in, in that story, there are many different stories entangled and how uh, the teachings from that um, is basically what uh, people talk about and, and uh, practice.
2: Okay. So it, it, it's, uh, well, a little bit like the, the Bible. There's uh, some history Mixed in with the uh, spiritual teachings, I, I, I just I, I wasn't sure what uh, mm-hmm. I haven't read. It. It's just you know I just he, hear. Yeah, it he, is. Yeah, it,
3: it is. Yeah, it is. It has a lot of spiritual teachings, a lot of spiritual messages uh, from that, um, and and basically what I. This is my personal opinion. I know we have few minutes, um, five minutes. It's my uh-huh. personal opinion that um, nothing to do with with you know the religion or Bhagavad Gita, but it's my personal opinion is that all those uh, you know people, all uh, the, the the characters are uh, are here from you know different um, different planets, different civilizations. And uh, they were, you know, as I said, at that point, many uh, scriptures now, many scientists now talk about how we had, in fact, like David Wilcox, talk about how we have, uh, we had uh, people on earth, uh, gods walking on earth. And Krishna, Rama, they are all uh, the higher density beings who came onto the earth um, to have human experience. Um, And these stories all come from that. Um, And... Uh This is where it's all over the planet. All these uh, civilizations have their own stories. And these are all the higher density beings who came here uh, experiencing uh, this and giving spiritual teachings. Um, So the purpose of them coming is is giving humans uh, the the teachings the the essence of of higher uh, technology, higher information. But what happened is that uh we started worshiping them instead of uh, practicing them. Um so that's uh that's my own personal belief. That's nothing to do with any other person, but yeah that's what
2: sure. I Okay. And yeah we're down to about two minutes or, yes. or so. Hey uh uh do you, you wanna give your your websites and all and yes. how people can get to
3: yes uh, uh
2: Madison, Virginia
3: yes, uh so please uh guys is, uh, go to uh, go and check out a cosmicreset dot com um it is one of the first pyramid spiritual retreat that we are doing in in u s um it is um you know you right now, in fact, we have early bird going on um so and on top of it, I'm offering just for the viewers of this show um an a hundred dollar off coupon. Uh, which is uh, save hundred. So you wanna go, you get a hundred dollar off on top of the early bird, which ends in six days. So uh, you know if you are if you are somebody and you you feel like you need a reset, you feel like you need to connect to like minded spiritual people around and um, and get a detox, get a get a reset button, hit that reset button. Then this might be the one that you are looking for. Um, so go check out. CosmicReset.com, and you know the early word is happening right now until June 30th and I'm offering this um, special coupon which is not uh, you know we are not advertising it outside uh, it's just for the people that um, uh, you know we are offering for a very special occasion and that same hundred um, and uh, we have speakers uh, coming in from different part of the country from different fields uh, of expertise. So we're going to have these different perspectives. We're going to do a shamanic journey, as I talked about um, connecting to your spirit and we're going to do meditation. If you haven't experienced flute meditation, you must come because this is one of the um, uh, things that really, really people um, really enjoy this and uh, experience different frequency shifts with the flute vibration. This is the flute that even the Krishna used to play. Um, so that has a very, very different um, kind of frequency that you will experience. So I would invite you to come join me um, in August, uh, Madison, Virginia, in the foothills of Shenandoah Mountains um, for this cosmic reset. And, uh, you, yeah, go ahead.
2: Okay, so I, I was just uh, saying we're almost out of time. And... Uh-huh. I, I just want to thank you for being such a informative wonderful guest.
3: Thank you. It was truly a pleasure being here. I really did enjoy, you know, enjoy the whole uh, whole show. Thank you. Yeah.
2: It, it was terrific. Uh th- thank you. Hey, uh we will be back uh Monday and Tuesday of next week. Thank you, Barbara.